0: Are Locked on Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas on. Cowboys Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network. Your on. team every Locked day. Locked,
1: Locked, on. Locked, Locked, on. Locked, Locked on
0: on. Locked on, Locked on Welcome. It's the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is a very relaxed Calm, cool, and collected, Lane and McCool. Follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Uh, you can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landed, what's going on, sir?
1: Chill vibes. That's what's going on. We're, uh, vibes. we're we're chilling in the bye week, five and one, uh, enjoying our tea, as 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 you can see. Uh, and and you know, listen. Uh, after after breaking down uh, the uh, all twenty two and, and 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 coaches tape of the New England Patriots. Uh, game I, I definitely felt like there was cause for uh for a little celebration, a little Ooh. vacation, a little uh, a little time to relax and and enjoy enjoy the, the the video. A little
0: R&R here for the Cowboys and for us, but uh we're yeah. going to get to the all 22. Uh and there's a lot of fun takeaways from that all 22. And yes, we're going to wear the shirts and the sunglasses the
1: entire podcast. So. That's right, the entire podcast. So the I hope you podcast. guys are ready for this. Yeah, uh, get over. Uh, all <laughs> get right, over let's it.
0: Uh, let's get to some of our all twenty two notes. And, Lynn, I just want to start with some overarching things. So, yeah. uh, what were some of your biggest takeaways from this uh, tape after you watched it?
1: Well, I think you know the biggest thing, honestly, is just the kind of chess match that was going on between Kellen Moore and Dak and uh, versus Bill Belichick. And, you know they. It, it was it was as advertised you know I mean they they, they continually were trying to do different things uh, they were continually trying to do different things to slow things uh, down for the cowboys uh, and the cowboys had answers for most mm-hmm. of everything you know I, I think you could watch how uh, quarter by quarter it seemed they, would try a, a different plan. They would try to take away something for the Cowboys, whether it's, you know, you know, they started out, I think stacking the box and, and showing uh, a lot of, of, of looks of, you know, trying to stop the run. Uh, then the Cowboys would adjust. And then the, the Patriots would adjust. And suddenly now uh, the Cowboys are eating up the flats in flat passes. Right. And I, I think the whole third quarter, uh, whatever adjustment, the Patriots made left the flats open for Zeke and Pollard. I think, you know Zeke had like seven catches for like fifty-five yards. We don't even mm-hmm. talk about it, but but it's mm-hmm. like it's just stuff like that, just the kind of the the okay, you're gonna do this, well, I'm gonna do that. All right, well, you're gonna do that, now I'm gonna do this. And it was just kind of constant throughout the game. And and then uh, you know, I think the other element that it was difficult for the Patriots to kind of overcome was it wasn't just the the chess match between Kellen and 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 Belichick. Then you get Dak changing all the angles by breaking the pocket and, Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, creating space for his wide receivers. Uh, It was just a masterful performance by this offense in this. game.
0: So I don't know if you caught this uh, going into the second half and I don't even remember who the sideline reporter is. So I apologize, but they said, uh, the Cowboys spent all week basically creating two different game plans because they wanted to have uh, after, you know, after the first half, something totally different for Bill Belichick to have to, game plan because they didn't want him to try to make adjustments based on what he saw in the first half. So an entirely different game script. And we kind of saw that, right? Just different uh, personnel grouping, some different route combinations. Uh, it was, it was really, really fascinating to see the kind of chess match here between Kellen Moore and Bill Belichick. It, it was a lot of fun. Uh,
1: you know, the, real quick. One of the things that, you know, we talked about and, and the people had talked about a lot was just the, the kind of, ability of belichick to pull something out you know at the end of the game or a critical situations that no one is expecting and, and i feel like the cowboys kind of turned the tables on him a little bit mm-hmm. right because it felt like at the end of the game uh you know when they're driving to score uh to kick the field goal and then at, at in the overtime when they're driving to score it's like the cowboys suddenly pulled out all their man beater concepts yes. right and like yes. they have mesh going across the field they, they're, they're running crossing routes you got guys running free uh, it, it was just – it was so masterful for them to say, say, oh, yeah, by the way, now deal with this. And 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 right in, when the moment they need it, it, it was very Belcheckian, if uh, if that's, a, uh, if that's you, a word.
0: It is. It's a word, right? Uh, you know what I noticed? They didn't really run any screens in this game. I think the Patriots are so well coached against screens that the Cowboys just figured, you know what, it's not worth our time here.
1: They tried a couple and they they worked very poorly. You know, what they were trying to do instead – was they did a lot of, and we talked about this just a second ago, a lot of throws to the pass where they cleared out uh, – throws to the, the flat, I'm sorry, where they cleared out everything underneath mm-hmm. by sending deep routes and then having Zeke kind of run out. And then after that, if you saw, there was a period you know, where they were tra- trying to do kind of uh, – I don't know if they're called tunnel screens or not really yeah. because they were kind of in route, but like y- you saw where it was almost like a slant flat except the guys weren't running slants. They were just kind of running up and then blocking, blocking. essentially, yep. Yep. Uh, and and then trying to run the tight end outside or or, or uh, I think you know, Zeke was one of the running backs one time they try to run that way. So they you know they were trying different things to try to get create easy passes to take advantage of the blitz, uh, and and they were having success. I mean Dak had an incredible game against the blitz, and if you look at his numbers uh, when he was pressured, uh, that's you know when he had some of his best throws without a doubt.
0: All right. I want to continue to talk about the offense, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up. Just download the free get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get Upside. You can cash out at any time using your bank account, PayPal or e-gift card. Just download the free get upside app and use promo code touchdown to get 50 cents off every single gallon. That's promo code touchdown. All right, Landon, let's, let's talk about that offense. I want to talk about Tyron Smith because I've never seen a hall of fame offensive lineman get less respect from the officials than what Tyron does. Uh, Both of his holding calls, I guess you one was more of a, I don't know if it was a holding, it was an illegal hands hands and face. face, But yeah, the first one on Matt Judon. First of all, do you know that's not supposed to be called a penalty when a guy's trying to rip his arm up through? Like they got rid of that this offseason, and even then, it wasn't a hold. Tyron's technique is so good where he kind of waits, 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 and then just grabs you right at the end. Judon kind of snaps his head back to exaggerate and. He gets a holding call. I, I just don't get it. What does Tyron need to do to stop being on the officials bad sides here?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, this feels like, you know, they specifically you know legislated this kind of move and, 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 you know, this is not the first time I've seen it called this year too. So uh, I don't know if they just need to like refresh the refs on this, but there's a very clear reason as to why they did this, you know? And, uh and why they got rid of this this as a penalty. So I would love for them to not call it anymore. It's so um, frustrating. It is frustrating and again like it, it just felt like these were all just mechanisms to keep the game close at certain points because You mean you know, back
0: of the week on Sunday with you know the most viewers they've ever had since 2015. I'm shocked, Lenin that you would say that.
1: Maybe. I mean, I don't I, I mean <laughs> what a weird coincidence that that would happen. Um you know, 27 and think million that, viewers in the last three minutes of that game, by the way, just putting that out there. That's just crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I, I mean, I think, you know, you go back and watch uh, the tape and, and, you know, when you watch the tape, there's no there's no audio and there's no uh, commentary. There's no there's really no in between. It's just kind of the 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 situation by, by looking at the scoreboard and then, and then the, the play. You watch that, and the Cowboys just absolutely dominated that tape. You know, and, and, and there's no, there's very little refereeing in there. I mean, you obviously see the results when you see the setups of the plays, but uh, it's just when, when you take away all that other stuff out of it and just watch what the individual plays in a row, uh, the Cowboys were were, were absolutely dominating uh, that game. Um, and, you know, they definitely had some defensive slip ups at points, um, but I, I think for the most part, you know, you take, the refs and you know the self shooting stuff that is a lot of times tied to the refs out of the mm. picture and, and the Cowboys uh, definitely just look like a, a, the much better team in, uh, of those two teams playing on Sunday. What about Connor Williams in this game? You know, I thought that uh, I thought that he played a pretty decent game. I mean, it's certainly better than I expect going in to watch. Just just based on you know kind of what we heard and, and during the game and the penalties and the stuff. I mean, the holding calls that he got on him were bad they're bad man pretty ticky tacky well i and, think the one was
0: bad the, the one especially where he it was right at the end of the game he didn't need to do it right that's that's the worst one right with the final drive of the game
1: yeah uh yeah i mean i felt like it, it he it just got away from him. the guy started to separate a little bit and he was yep. just he let his hands he should have just let go um, but yeah, I, I thought for the most part, the offensive line played really well. They did. Uh, you know, they did a really good job in protections of kind of mixing things up and keeping new England off their toes, uh, on their toes. Uh, you know, they, they, they weren't afraid to, uh, to use five man protections, uh, in passing situations. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times they guessed right. And, 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 and then obviously they were mixing it in with max protect with in 12 personnel to kind of allow those longer developing plays uh, against the Blitz to, to, to happen. So, uh, you know, there was just other times when, you know, Dak knew that there was a free runner coming and, and they would run some of those plays like we talked about earlier, like the uh, kind of out behind receivers that was like uh, kind of a pseudo hot route. And, and really, you know, until uh, New England and Belichick kind of made an adjustment to take away the flats or start at least paying attention to the, the hot routes, Uh, the Cowboys were able to get kind of really efficient, easy money plays uh, by just kind of dumping it out short to the receivers and letting them break tackles. Um, uh, Am
0: I allowed to say good things about Ezekiel Elliott? Like is that – Oh, wow. uh,
1: I don't know. That's your call, buddy. I mean, uh, yeah. I
0: thought he was fantastic in pass pro in this game. I I really did. He was so good at finding the guy that Belichick was going to send uh, he was so good at just kind of recognizing pre-snap who it was going to be. And then he made the blocks. I just thought he was really good.
1: Yeah, he did. And I, I thought that he, uh, you know, there was a couple different runs where, again, he sees it. He sees it developing so well, and he waits patiently for the, for the alley to open up, and then he just zips right through. Uh, yeah, so he's running in, in peak Zeke form, like, you know, rookie year, second year form. It, it really is fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I thought he was really good. I thought Pollard ran really well in this one, too. There wasn't a ton of running room for him in the middle, uh, but I thought he was good. Um, any other notes on the offense before we move on?
1: I, I will say, you know, kind of on the Patriots' side of our offense, I was surprised that they played so much man coverage. You know, I mean, I think I understand that they, you know, they are a man coverage team. They're one of the highest, if not the highest, man coverage are, teams yeah. in the NFL. Uh, but I still was surprised that they decided to go that route uh, against these receivers. And I, I think, think it's they, because they
0: didn't trust their pass rush to get home at all. They maybe really didn't, you know? And I, Belichick usually isn't a heavy blitzing team, so if you're going to use a lot of zone, I kind of feel like you need to use some of those zone blitz concepts. I just don't think he trusted his pass rush at all in this game.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and to be even further fair to the Cowboys and, and Dak and to the offensive line you didn't see the jailbreaks or the kind of confusion that you usually see against a Patriots defense. So uh, the Cowboys clearly came into this game extremely prepared for what they were facing uh, and didn't really seem, you know, thrown off by any of the major shifts or changes that happened during a game when you play a Belichick defense.
0: Yeah. I just thought the offense was really good. I thought this is one of CD lamb's best games uh, for a couple yeah. different reasons. Not only the game winning touchdown, but the, the fade route that he had to catch the touchdown—that was a much harder catch than he, than I think people know. That was a much harder throw. than was, people oh, was, no, I thought when Dak threw it, he threw it out of bounds. I'm like, he just—I mean, completely... throwing
1: a fade from his shotgun is not recommended. No, <laughs> like no, it's no, no, no. not easy. And, I'm and saying that was he, ma- CD throw. made it look
0: way too easy on that play. Because that is yep. an incredibly hard catch to to kind of grab it over your shoulders and get your feet in. So, I also thought he did a really good job of making plays after the catch. Uh, we mentioned kind of these tunnel screens that weren't really tunnel screens, but he had a couple times where he got the ball, uh, made a guy miss, and got up the field. I think it was in the last drive of the game in overtime before they, uh, yeah, it was before they scored the touchdown. He had a you know run, caught a ball, had a nice run after the catch to kind of get them past the fifty yard line. Just a, he's a really, really good player that seems to be becoming more comfortable in this offense.
1: Last thing on the offense before we move on is I did notice going back on all the short yard Short yardage is clearly where the Cowboys struggled in this game uh, against New England, and that's not a surprise. New England no. is one of the best in the league at that. But I, I thought it was interesting that if you, I went back and watched and, and on basically every short yardage down, the Patriots were having the their defensive line just basically submarine. Yes. All the all the interior offensive line just to create a bunch of clutter in the middle of the field so that you couldn't create lanes to run through the end zone. So it was interesting that the one short yardage situation that seemed to work when they ran the football is when Zeke took the ball, saw that the clutter, the the middle was cluttered and then bounced it back outside and was able to cut the get the corner and get the first down. So I thought that was an interesting plan by the Patriots.
0: If there's one thing the Cowboys do need to fix over this bye week is their red zone struggles. Even going back to like 2019 when Kellen Moore was the offensive coordinator, they've really struggled in the red zone. And they've got to become more efficient there because when they get to some of these big games, they can't be settling for field goals. They can't be turning the ball over inside the 10-yard line. Got to be
1: better there. I mean, they almost scored three touchdowns on that one On that one drive that they didn't score any touchdown i mean i I, I went back and watched that cedric wilson catch on the one yard line like four times because i was pretty convinced that he actually scored on that he's
0: closer than what they marked it i'll tell you that much for sure
1: absolutely because he was not he didn't even seem down immediately when they and 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 i'll tell you what same thing with uh with uh 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 Dalton Schultz when that on that one play where he got rolled over yeah, and yeah. he yep. landed on his feet. They shouldn't have called him down. I'm sorry. We have to add one more thing that I, sure. I, before we get on the got time I got, I noticed that and I've been noticing this for a while and I don't know if this is a Cowboys thing or if this is a Dak Prescott thing, but one thing that Dak has really done well is on like out routes, any route where they have a wide receiver going one direction, right? Like in it, mm-hmm. kind of in a long way, Dak has done a really good job of putting the ball on their back shoulder. So like if they're running an out, like he does a really good job of putting the ball on their back shoulder, which allows the receiver while they're catching the ball to change their momentum back the other direction. And then having the defender kind of over pursue the other way. Now there's some dangers to that. There's some danger. If you
0: throw that too far inside. The tip. Yeah. yeah, Or yeah, if you throw it too far inside, it can be a pick six the other way. But if you're trying to maximize yards after catch, that's
1: how you throw that ball. Right. Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz, CeeDee Lamb, each one of those guys had at least one catch where they're running an out. that puts the ball on them in such a way that they are forced to stop their momentum. Mm-hmm. And, and during the act of the catch, they're already changing their, their uh, momentum to the other direction while the defender is, you know, over-pursuing blowing past them the other way. It's, I know it's for really fa- impressive. I,
0: I know for a fact that's something that the Cowboys work on in practice because that's really a staple of their offense is Catching the ball, get upfield as quickly as possible. Uh, we've seen them do this for a while. Like Cole Beasley used to be really, really good at this. is kind of catching the ball, ducking under that first guy, and then getting up the field. Uh, so it was it, it was nice to see that again on Sunday. Yeah, uh, it was. All right, we're going to talk about the defense, Landon, because I, I've got some interesting notes on the defense. But before we do that, I just want to talk to you guys about McDonald's. The on, or the, this episode of the Lockdown Cowboys podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965.
1: I had a sausage
0: McGriddle this morning for breakfast. Mm. Absolutely phenomenal. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you to all of our friends at McDonald's for always being there. ba 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 I'm loving it. There you go. That's about as close as you're going to get to me singing on this podcast. It's
1: pretty good. It's there a pretty. Go. We're, we're going to need to make a ringtone out of that, I think, there at
0: some point. Uh, Also, Bilt Bar. Listen, shout-out to Bilt Bar. I got a, a special package in the mail yesterday. Coconut brownie chunk. They sent me uh, mm-hmm. a little six pack sampler. Uh, so, shout out to Built Bar. Uh, if you want to try some of their fantastic protein bars, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code locked 15 and you will get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. Highly, highly recommend. Uh, yep. the, the c- coconut brownie chunk, they've got a cookie dough one out. They're all the cookie they're dough all one out. I had
1: yesterday. So good, man. that's yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, coconuts
0: also just one of my favorites. So many good ones. All right. Let's talk about the Cowboys defense. Um, up and down in this one. I mean, there was some drives that they looked really good. Some drives where they didn't, uh, I, I want to start with Trevon Diggs. I think if Casey's just not on the field on that, Mac Jones throw to the Kedrick board, I think he intercepts that ball. I really do. I think I think I think Diggs is tracking it the whole way, but he kind of sees KZ. And I think he's like, Oh, Casey's gonna get this one. Yeah. And it's just miscommunicated.
1: I I just think that's what happened. And if you watch actually right as the play happens, like right as the ball is being catched, you see you see Diggs kind of turn to KZ. It's, and with his hands like this, like almost like I thought you had this right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, again, like it's it's man free. It's pretty clear. Um That's Casey's fault. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it's. I would say but, it's Casey's. Fault.
0: But Diggs, I mean, I think Diggs could still be aggressive. Like, just go get the ball. Sure, you know? absolutely. Wow. And I think uh, next time
1: he will. Next
0: time, I, know, I think he him. will do. I don't think he's yeah, gonna worry absolutely. about the safeties behind him. Uh no. Defensive line. It was really e- interesting how they used. Uh, Some of these guys, and actually we saw a clip from the Dallas Cowboys.com and their little mic'd up session where uh, the defensive line coach is showing, you know, they're telling a series where Bohana is going to be the three and Osa is going to be the nose tackle. And I I just, I liked how the Cowboys kind of mixed and matched their defensive line in this game to stop the rushing attack. And it worked like in the second half, they were far better against the run. Uh, I, I just thought it was interesting how the Cowboys have, a lot of movable, interchangeable pieces on the defensive line, and they haven't really had that before.
1: Yeah, you know it was interesting because you know they came out in kind of the big nickel, which is really what they would prefer to be in yes. as opposed to base, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and New England was seemed pretty hell bent on trying to make Dallas pay for that. You know, they they wanted to try to run power. They were trying to get to the edges, uh, you know, attacking the attacking the second level, which is you know in this case is a safety. Uh, and, and, and uh, you know, and an un- un- undersized fast linebacker. So um, I, I think that, you know, they had some success kind of doing that early on, uh, attacking the edges. And then the Cowboys, you know, made some adjustments up front. You know, really, it felt like uh, the Cowboys weren't able to run their defense early on because they couldn't get <laughs> they couldn't get New England in the third down. You know, yeah. and and I think that that's really once they started getting New England into third downs, you started to see some of the more exotic stuff. You know, the overloading mm-hmm. on one side, the stunts and games, uh, the testing different gaps. And, and I think that you know ultimately what you mentioned is is what kind of uh, stemmed the tide there, right? They they were able to shift their defensive line a little bit more. Uh, I thought Carlos Watkins.
0: Was, that was head. my next. I thought this was the best game he's had so far with the uh, best game he's had since he's been here. Yeah, without a doubt. And Basham, that I mean, was the other one. Bash yeah, Basham had Watkins. a really good game too. Those guys were good.
1: I thought you know, Watkins specifically at near the you know, second half, near the end of the game, really started to figure out what they were doing to him in power in the middle, and was mm-hmm. doing a great job of sorting through trash, not getting caught up, and finding his way into the alley, uh, just to prevent the runs. You know, outside of that, I don't think New England wanted. You know, not that the Dallas has got a, a, a totally fearsome pass rush at this point. I mean, I think Randy Gregory's playing really well, and I think you can get a lot out of. Micah Parsons uh but it's you know New England didn't want to have any part of it you know they, they, they were they were there was a lot of quick game stuff mm-hmm. uh you know they they were losing the battle at the line of scrimmage on pass plays on passing uh, plays yes on the passing plays really badly to the point where you know they weren't even attempting very much down the field so uh I, I think that that is why you know they almost got kind of lulled into sleep to, to a large degree when that 75 yard pass play happened because they they hadn't really been attempting anything like that because every time they tried to get uh the ball down the field they were either having to use max protect to make sure that Mac could stay up or or mac was getting murdered by randy gregory so uh yeah i think that there was a lot of just trying to get the ball out of their hands quickly be efficient uh and, and and you know kind of start taking slashes out of the out of the, uh, out of the uh, Cowboys' defense. And then once the game kind of started to change and, and the score started to uh, kind of go the Cowboys' way, that's when they felt like, okay, well, we need to start opening up and start throwing the ball a little bit more down the field.
0: Um, all right, I got a, a somewhat negative thought from this game. I think I might be done with Keanu Neal right now. It, the last two games have not been very good, Landon. And I think I'm just – I'm at the point where – I'd rather just see Jabril Cox out there. Like, it's pretty clear he's the future anyways at linebacker. Keanu Neal's not playing well enough that I feel like he has to be on the field. He didn't play all that many snaps, I think. 31 snaps in this game. But is there really a difference between Jabril Cox and Keanu Neal
1: at this stage? Probably not, right? I mean, we have to see. Like, that's the thing. We haven't even really seen Keanu Neal on defense. So I can't just, like, you know – sign off on him completely taking over his snaps yet without really kind of seeing an increase in on defensive snaps. I would love to see him get worked in more. Uh, you in say Cox, if, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jabril Cox be worked in more uh, in packages just to kind of see I, I, him. Deploy what I'm saying that is that I
0: don't think Keanu Neal has been impressive enough for me to keep Jabril Cox off the field. Does that make oh, sense? No, ab-
1: absolutely. And I agree. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it's time to see what, what, what Cox can do as a, as a defender and not just a special teamer um and i think that you know he's kind of he's earned that to a large degree in, in some of his play i mean the goal line play when he got out there last week well it's just uh, you know it's just like keanu you neal know,
0: on that one i think it was yeah the touchdown throw to hunter henry like, he wasn't really on that club, even on that one you know, it's just i'd rather go with a young kid that's going to be here for the next couple of years rather than an older veteran on a one-year deal you know it's not to say that you should bench
1: keanu neal no 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 doubt Henry definitely pushed off on that touchdown, um, but yes, yeah. I, I, but your your larger point definitely. Did so they call a fly guy? you
0: know what they did?
1: It was weird. Uh, oh, uh, they, uh, yeah, No, I I agree. Like, there's certainly nothing in Neil's game at this point that is that should be preventing uh, uh, Cox from getting snaps and, and and working his way into the defense. I also just
0: think it's better for the team long term. Like, we get yeah. into December. How nice would it be if? You know Jabril Cox has 250 defensive snaps under his belt, and Keanu Neal has 450. And you can just, you know, when injuries hit, you can have guys that are comfortable that have been playing. I I just haven't been all that impressed with the linebacker play this year outside of Michael Parsons. That's that's really what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, it's not I think I
0: think that's fair. Uh, all right, a uh, couple more things. Anthony Brown is having. One of the better years of his career. Like he, this game wasn't a phenomenal game from him, but it wasn't bad either. Like, really tackling well. Like that's one of the things I, I really noticed about him is he just doesn't miss tackles anymore, which yeah. is fantastic. Um, we were thinking this year if he's not awful as a cornerback too, that would be a win. Uh, I think he's been pretty serviceable, and so I just want to give credit to to Anthony Brown.
1: Absolutely, you know I think he hasn't even been replaceable. You know, replacement level necessarily. Uh, I mean, I think you're, you're going to want competition because you're excited about what Joseph sure. can bring you in the future. Uh, but you're not like, you know, forcing Joseph into a bad situation because Brown is so bad. And that's, you know, that's all you can ask. If, if you're not going to have Joseph be the guy and the type of player who, you know, steps into training camp and takes that job from day one, I think the best, the next best scenario is that Brown plays at such a level that you don't feel the need to force Joseph on the field. You can slow roll his development until he's comfortable. Then you can replace him. And and still Brown's gonna play a ton. Oh, I mean, yeah. even when Joseph even oh. if Joseph takes that spot, it's not like there aren't a ton of snaps to go around in the cornerback position. So uh, the, we needed Brown to be playing well regardless. So the fact that he is doing so and he's doing it as cornerback too is is really good news for this team.
0: Now, if you are a, um, a pessimistic person or a negative person, you could say, well, the Cowboys drafted three defensive backs this year, Calvin Joseph, Nashawn Wright, and Israel Makamu, and they played a combined zero snaps last week. But if you are uh, a person that actually watches the games, you could say, <laughs> that's great, right? Because now you're not exposing these young defensive backs to, you know, big time games yet. You're letting them practice. You're letting them get comfortable in the scheme. I think that's fantastic. And I do think you're going to see more of, I don't know about Nation, right? But you'll see Calvin Joseph here in the next couple of weeks. And it'll be good because he's not going to be in over his head, right? He might play 15 snaps a game and that's perfect. That's exactly what you want. Trayvon Diggs didn't have that opportunity last year. Like he got thrown into the fire and really struggled in the first what two months of the season. It was only after he got hurt and got to sit for a little bit and watch that he started to play well. I think yeah. that's kind of it's one of the the best parts about this Cowboys season so far is that Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, Maurice Kennedy have all played well enough that you haven't had to rush anybody else out onto the field.
1: Absolutely, and I think that that's you know we're we're not going to get upset about a, a lack of rookie experience when you're the veterans in front of them are playing well. You know, uh, that's yep. that, that's there's just not really a reason to, to get upset about that. The, the rookies will develop. There's plenty of snaps to go around again. 17 game season. There's plenty of opportunity. Uh, give them the chance to grow in a proper way that builds confidence and not, you know, mm-hmm. we've seen it before with rookies at all positions. You throw them out before they're ready. They lose confidence. Some of them can gain it back. Some of them return, but some of them don't. Some of them just aren't ever the same player. So uh, I think this is good. This is a good way to kind of roll these guys in at their own pace and at a pace that the Cowboys are comfortable with too because the, the, the level of play in the defensive backfield has been higher than expected.
0: Last thing I want to mention, we've got a full-blown just committee at safety right now. We saw KZ play like 50 snaps in this one. We saw J. Ron Kirst play like 53 snaps. Uh, Donovan Wilson working back from an injury saw seven snaps. Malik saw some Hooker. flashes
1: there too. It was good but to yeah. see him back. He was knifing back in the backfield, uh, tackling guys, uh, tracking them down from behind. Uh, you know, in pursuit. It, it was he, he's he's going to work his way back in really nicely on the other side of the box.
0: Excuse me. 14 snaps for Donovan Wilson. We saw uh, like 19 from Malik Collins. I remember Malik Collins. Malik Hooker. <laughs> You can tell that I'm on vacation mode right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, it's a, it's a full-blown committee, and it's great because they're going to be able to kind of mix and match these guys depending on the matchup uh, as we get into the season. And because it's such a long year, you're going to need all these guys like we've Absolutely. already seen with Donovan Wilson and, and that kind of stuff. So just really, really nice to see. Any final thoughts before we head out?
1: No. I mean, I, I think uh, you know this was just a joy to watch. Uh, I thought that even the defensive tape would be, uh, would be awful to watch, but it really wasn't so bad. And, and I think that once the Cowboys kind of were able to even things out a little bit, they figured out how to stop the run. They had some nice stops in a row. Uh, there's there was good, th- good stuff to watch on both sides of the ball in this game. And I'm obviously excited to, to watch such a positive game going into a bye week in, uh, you know vacation mode.
0: Vacation, grab a nice drink. Relax, uh, enjoy the football this week, knowing that your team is 5-1 and one and nobody else is better than you, I don't think, right now. Like, there's there's teams that are on the same field as you, just nobody better, at least in my no opinion. One. And that's about the most optimistic uh, I think I've ever been since we started this show, Landon. I I feel really good about this team. It's
1: the most optimistic I've ever heard you before, that's for sure. <laughs> uh,
0: by the way, did you know we're approaching uh, episode 1,000? We're going to hit it here in the next couple of weeks.
1: Guys. Thank crazy. you guys. Thank you all so much for sticking around yeah. with us for all of this, even through our terrible shirts.
0: <laughs> terrible. These are great. It got this at the These end of the special. This is a four uh, right. shirt. Lockdown Cowboys, Landon McCool at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.